Good morning, good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Girl Scout Podcast with your amazing host, Crystal. Guys, I'm super excited to be before you again because your girl been down bad for like three weeks. I've been sick for three weeks. Now, I like to fancy myself as a person that really doesn't get sick like that. But let me tell y'all something. Whatever this was that I had was awful. So I know for a fact I had COVID. So let me break this shit down to y'all. And that's going to lead us straight into one of the segments, okay? So about three weeks ago, I'm sitting at work and I'm like, damn, you know, my throat feel kind of scratchy, kind of sore, like I had a knot in my throat. So I'm telling my coworkers, I'm like, I ain't really feeling my best today. So my coworker, like, what's wrong? Like, my throat is a little bit sore. So y'all can excuse the voice because I got laryngitis, freaking okay? So y'all like my cup. My niece got it for me. Thank you. So, um, so I tell my coworker, and she's like, oh, she's like, let me see. I'm like, this thing in the bag, I guess that's my tonsil. I'm like, it ain't tonsil, and that bitch is sore. So she's like, let me see. Girl, ain't nothing wrong with you. I don't see nothing. I'm like, that motherfucker hanging. I know when I'm sick. I'm about to be 44. I know when my body ain't acting right. So um, I go home. I'm like, let me get ahead of this. So I go home. And I take some medicine to try to get ahead of whatever the hell is going. Take the shit. I'm good. The next day I come back to work, I'm still feeling a little, hmm, some, some brewing. So I take this medicine and I feel better. I take it for a couple of days and I feel good for those few days. Then the next fucking week come around and I'm a little congested, nose running, I'm sneezing, I'm like, what the fuck? So I continue taking medicine, but I start feeling like, I'm back, bitch, I'm back, I'm 100, and no, I'm 98%, okay, I'm 98% healed. Y'all, week three, I go to work, I'm sitting at my desk, first of all, I wake up and I feel like shit. Y'all excuse my voice because the motherfucker coming in and out, okay? And this is why I didn't want to record, but I'm like, I got to keep my momentum going. I'm just keeping y'all, I'm just being transparent. Y'all, we about to rename this to the Procrastination Podcast. How about that? So anyway, <clears throat> so I go to my, I get up and I can barely make it around my room. I'm trying to get dressed. I'm feeling like shit, like I throw on leggings and I, you will rarely catch me in leggings at work. So I throw on leggings, some sneakers and I roll out. I'm sitting at my desk. I'm feeling like shit, like I'm cold. I'm hot. I know I got a fever. That's classic signs of a fever. So I go to my supervisor. I'm like, something is wrong with me. I don't quite know what it is, but I got a fever. And he's like, I don't mean no harm, but you need to leave. Go to the doctor and see what's going on with you because you've been sick for for too long. So I go to the doctor. I go to urgent care because <clears throat> I can't. My doctor is no longer at the office. So I'm like, let me just go to urgent care. Go to urgent care. They test me for COVID. Of course, they're like, we can't give you nothing because you, in order for us to treat you, we, you would have to have came in the onset of your symptoms, which was roughly at that time like a week and a half ago. So I go and she te- they test me for COVID and she gives me these cough medicine pills. Some te- I don't know what the fuck they were. They were some little gel pills she gave me. They didn't work. She didn't really seem like she was sweet, but she didn't really seem like she wanted to treat me. So I um go back home i tell my supervisor i'm like hey you know they tested me for covid and sure enough i had covid so i get five days 
to be off with COVID based on the CDC guidelines. You get five days to be home based on how you're feeling. And then you got five days that you come in and you're masked. So my supervisor's kind of sort of like really trying to pressure me to come back to work. But I log into my work computer. I'm like, bitch, it ain't need no, I'm not behind. So why are you like trying to force me back to work? That's going to lead me to being black in America. So we're going to kind of go out of order a little bit. So I come back to work on the sixth day. He trying to tell me my fifth day was the day he was trying to get me the day before. I'm like, no, my fifth day would be on the 10th, which means I will return on the 11th. So I go back to work. Y'all, you think my voice sound crazy now? I already got a deep voice for a woman. My shit sounded like, I don't even know, it was awful. And I was still sick. <clears throat> so I go back to work, but I'm in the office noticing that. It's a lot of motherfuckers that's not here. It's a lot of motherfuckers that's not here. It's a lot of people that ain't here. So, and the office ain't that big. So the first day I'm back, you know, I'm just powering through because I'm like, I'm used to this. I, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. I know that you motherfuckers want me in here half dead. So I'm in here with my mask on. Y'all. Tell me why. The next day I come into work, I'm not sleeping. Mind you, my alarm go off and I'm just sitting here literally laying in my bed, y'all. I'm looking at my phone because I have not slept because I'm coughing all night. So I'm up all night long. I'm sleep deprived, but my job don't give a fuck about me being sleep deprived. They like, oh, you sleep deprived? Who gives a shit, bitch? Come to work. So I come to work. And I'm still feeling shitty, y'all. I ain't slept. I'm still coughing. So I'm at work hacking my ass off. If anybody at my job that came in coughing like that, I'd have been like, yo, y'all need to send them home because nobody should be in here. Ain't nothing worse than a cough. It's bad enough you can't breathe. Then you got a cough. So my supervisor called me in the office and I'm like, I was thinking he was calling me in there about some bullshit my coworker said. So I'm like, now, I can barely fucking talk, but I can always read a motherfucker they write. I can always hit 9,000. I'm always ready for that. So he like, what's going on with you? What? What's going on with me? I'm like, what do you mean? Do you have a fever? I'm like, no, I don't have a fever, but I'm still sick. I'm still very much sick. Meanwhile, you got these folks working from home sick, but you don't, I have the ability to work from home, but you need to see me because you don't trust me. So you need to see me here. Mind you, I ain't never gave you a reason to not trust me because my work is done, baby. My work is done. So I ain't never gave you a reason to not trust me. Here's where we be in black in America. So he's like, well, can you, can you think you could get back into the doctor? I'm like, yeah, if I go early, because I don't want to go later in the day and be sitting there all day. <clears throat> so he's like, well, leave and go to the doctor and I see you back on Monday. I'm like, all right. So I go to the doctor and mind you, Everybody know that COVID, you be sick with COVID for freaking hours, for weeks. I mean, you know, people die from this shit, you know? So I go back to my doctor and he puts me on a series of medication, which is hard for me to take because I don't eat breakfast. I, I eat lunch and dinner. That's it. So they put me on steroids. They put me on codeine. Uh, for the cough because the cough was just that bad. So they put me on codeine. They put me on steroids. They put me on a freaking asthma pump. Y'all, your girl is on a damn asthma pump. So they put me on this asthma pump to open up my lungs. And they put me on sleeping pills because I had not slept. I looked like I had not slept in days. But when you have a cough, you stay up all night, right? If y'all could see my nightstand, full of medication, literally full of medication. So I text my supervisor, I'm like, hey, 
Of course, I got laryngitis. I don't know how long laryngitis lasts. We need to Google that. So, of course, they diagnosed me with laryngitis. They gave me all this medicine. I can't drive while I'm taking the medicine, whatever, whatever. But I say all that to say this. It is so disheartening as a black employee in these white corporations. Because why the fuck am I sick? And I'm feeling guilty about being sick. I'm feeling like they're going to let me go because I got COVID. I'm feeling like I got to come in here and prove to y'all that I'm ill. Mind y'all, I'm a cancer survivor. So my immune system is already fucking compromised. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though it's been years ago, you still deal with the effects of doing chemotherapy, doing radiation. To this day, I'm still dealing with the effects of dealing with my breast cancer. I'm losing my hair in my right ear. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm still dealing with a lot from that. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that I got to prove to you, I got to come in here on my deathbed while they get to stay home was very heartbreaking for me. So I'm waiting on this meeting that we're going to have where he's going to basically say some shit that he don't know I know he's going to say. And I'm going to let him know, well, I feel like you take y'all whole all taking advantage of me because y'all made me come in here sick as a dog to prove to you that I'm sick. Why I got to prove to you that I'm sick? Why? Obviously, my doctor say I'm sick and you still want me to come in. You don't want me to get well. You want me to come in contagious as fuck. I had COVID and this is my second bout of COVID and this one was the worst. I wasn't this bad off the first time I had COVID. This one was by far the worst. I'm still sick, still coughing, not as bad. It's gotten a lot better, but I don't like taking fucking medicine. So that cocaine shit, I don't want to take that shit. I don't want to take it. I take it when I feel like, oh, shit, you know, this coughing is coughing. So let me take something to help me. But then that means I'm in the bed. I can't drive because I fuck. A regular Tylenol made me drowsy. So I just don't like it. Anyway, let's go ahead. Today we're going to talk about procrastination. I am the world's biggest, one of the biggest procrastinators. And I'm trying to stop speaking that over my life. I really am because I'm working on being a better me. And I know that, you know, I get shit done, but it's in the last hour, baby, because I feel like I work better under a little bit of pressure, you know? So let's break up the ice, y'all. That's my weeks. That's what's been going on since I've been gone. So I had to fill y'all in and tell y'all this. So let's see. I just got an IM notification. Let's see what it says. I am allowed to be happy. I love those. You are allowed to be happy. And you need to be happy by any means necessary. Okay, so we're going to shuffle this bit like we do, um, like they do the tarot reading. And hopefully one of these will fall out, right? <laughs> Y'all can't see me. Okay, they're not falling because it ain't enough in there for them. <laughs> Let's see, we just going to grab one. All right. Hold on, you can't see it. We got to get it good. Yeah, vitality. I'm healthy and vital and strong. My radiant love of life fills me with healthy, vital, and strong cells. Each cell is a warrior. Everyone has its own sword and shield. I dare you to try and penetrate my cellular army. Didn't think so, chump. So... <laughs> I really love these. I really do, guys. I really love them. Uh, so that is uh, our affirmation of the day, vitality. Um, what does vitality mean to you guys? Let's let's Google the uh, 
actual definition of vitality. Vitality. Let's see. The state of being strong and active energy. So, yes, that is, I like to, this is where we at, y'all. We're recording live and y'all's getting to see what it really is. So, vitality. Uh, the power of giving, it is the, the state of being strong and active. So, we are very much strong and active and 2023 is our bitch. We gonna whoop her ass, okay? We gonna take our life back, guys. We really are. So let's talk about what was spotted in my hiatus, guys. In my hiatus, what was spotted. So if y'all see me looking up, that's my whiteboard. So bear with me. We are, our setup is a work in progress. So we are continuing to figure this thing out and try new things. So you might see stuff kind of be different, but we are continuing to just grow and just stay the course. This is really, side note, this is really personal. I'm really trying to stop procrastinating and um, see in me what I know I have the ability to do. Um, and that is create. Um, I'm an amazing creator. I have a beautiful, beautiful mind. Um, and I love people. I love current events. I love true crime. I told you guys this before. I love true crime and, um, I enjoy this, doing this podcast. I really do. Um, so over time, it's going to just get way more organized. It's going to be a way better well-oiled machine. Um, as I work on networking and my life is changing, for the better. Um, so as I work on networking and just um, pulling things together and just showing up for myself, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm quick to show up for everybody else, especially my children and my family. I'm going to show up, but I will show up for me last. And this season of my life is about showing up for myself first and um, loving on me. Because it's a given that I love on everybody else. It's a given that I love on my family. It's a given that I love on my kids and I show up for them. But it's not so much when it comes to me. Um, so I'm working on showing up for me and loving on me in a different way. And forcing people to love on me or just leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, love me the way that I love on other people. So here we have it. So what we spotted, y'all. So apparently Britney Spears was um, out and about with her husband and, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, she was out and about with her husband and she had an episode. Um, she had posted, <coughs> she had posted um, this uh, picture on Instagram and after she posted the picture, she was spotted out and they said she was just really bizarre and saying some some crazy things. And the picture she was saying, people didn't think she could do it, but she did it. And uh, I'm sick as a dog, y'all. So she she was saying that, you know, she did it. And apparently her husband just got up and left. He had had enough of the bullshit. So we got to say prayers for Britney. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like she was scarred from that whole debacle of her um, guardianship. I really think that did a number on her. And um, with that being said, mental illness is real. We really don't know if that guardianship that she had was necessary, but we do feel like it was just a little bit inhumane. Um, and we are sending our prayers to Brittany. Um, Brittany, girl, get it together because, listen, they want you to be in a bad way. They want to prove that that guardianship was necessary. So we are sending our love and our healing energy to Brittany. Um, we don't try to bash over here. You know, we tell the news, we talk about what's going on, but we definitely ain't wishing bad on somebody who is dealing with mental illness. Um, and we just don't know what people go through. And and granted, 
You knew what the job was when you signed up. You knew being a celebrity that everybody was going to be in your business. You knew that. However, that doesn't mean that you don't want to have a nice dinner with your significant other or your family without being um, recorded. And you know what I'm saying? Like you just never get to feel like you got private time. Somebody, the tablet, somebody is always watching and recording. So I understand they knew that that's the life they chose. But at the same time, everybody needs some me time. Everybody needs some private time. So we over here at Girl Spot are sending our love to Brittany. Now, Jen Shaw from Salt Lake City, um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, apparently has had a revelation after scamming people and taking advantage of people, wire fraud, and just being an all-out bad person. Now she's saying with medication, she has realized what she has done. Ma'am, we not buying it. We ain't bashing people over here, but we ain't, we, we not dealing with your lies either. We not buying it. You knew. You knew that that shit was wrong when you did it. You knew that taking advantage and scamming was wrong. So we are not of the belief that you um, had to get medicated to realize that um, fraud is fraud. Uh, we ain't buying that. You knew that shit was wrong. You are a narcissist if you did not know that taking advantage of people Stealing from people is wrong. You are a narcissist. And we want to say we ain't, we're not here for that. And it really is starting to, you're just starting to see that a lot of these reality show people are not doing, a lot of these celebrities, these influencers, these, all these people are not who they say they are. They are taking advantage of people. You have people coming out saying, hey, I work for this person from the Real Housewives or this, that, and a third and did work and they didn't pay me. I did this, that, and a third. So you really are starting to see that these people are not um, more. These people don't have a moral compass and greed will have you doing things that you have no business doing. And the average everyday person like myself and many others are out here busting our ass to uh, live a regular life. Meanwhile, y'all are out here scamming people to live this life that you pretend and you bust your ass and work for when really you didn't. So I don't feel sorry for you at all. I don't feel sorry for people who take advantage of people because it's just not right. It's just not right. You should not do it. So there. Now, Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> sir, <laughs> he, <clears throat> first of all, he was sleeping on the plane, according to TMZ, and he was obviously in the deepest sleep of his life, and he was exhausted, probably been flying all day or whatever he was doing, and um, he ends up getting kicked off the flight because once they woke him and they said there was nothing wrong with him, he was just sleeping. And then it was something about a baby having on a underwear or a pamper. It was just some weird shit. I'm like, well, who baby is this? What is, what's going on with the baby? And so once they realized that um, they came on there, they checked him, they said he was okay. He was just tired. He was just sleeping. He was just in a deep sleep. They said that they, that they cannot force him to get medical treatment if he don't want to. That wasn't enough for the, for, for the flight attendants. Oh, we don't want to ride. And I get it. I get it. Oh, we don't want to ride with this person. And he's like this. Um, he's not listening to commands. They want him to put his seatbelt on. They couldn't wake him up. And there's people that sleep. I have a cousin that sleeps hard like that. There are people that sleep really, really hard. So the fact that they decided to kick him off the plane, but the pettiest shit ever was he could have walked off that plane. But because one of the passengers decided to be a jerk and talk shit, he's like, yeah, I'm not getting off. I'm not getting off because of you. I'll get off because of anybody else but you. So guess what? I'm going to make you get off this plane. I'm going to get off this plane later, and then I'm going to charter a private jet. I was like, ooh, the shade, baby. He said... I'm going to charter a private jet, basically, while your time is being wasted, sir. 
and I'm only doing it because of your little ass. He was on one, and I was feeling it because shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Mind your fucking. People need to learn to mind their business. Minding your business adds life to your life. You will live longer if you mind, learn to mind your damn business. Mind your damn business. It's, it's simple. It ain't hard to mind your business. Now, so y'all, we got two movies. Two movies. Two movies. Two movies. Okay. Unveiled La La Luzdale. Unveil La La Luzdale is the, the documentary. So this is about this Christian church based out of Mexico, y'all. It is a really good show on Hulu. Really good series. One thing I want to say, I am sick and tired of these churches being exposed. Not because they don't deserve it, but just because it is so disturbing. A lot of what details are coming out, sex scandals, gay scandals, all type of things happening. And this dates back years. Like this particular church dated back to the 50s or before they had been, um, it was like a sex cult kind of, and they just kept it going, kept it going, kept it going. And finally, the son who took over was indicted and imprisoned. But the church members were still standing by him like his we are waiting on him to return because he didn't do any of this. When they got recordings of this man, first of all, the infidelity was real. They got recordings of him having uh sex escapades with young girls. It is just awful. And the fact that these people are so brainwashed is just disturbing to me. And I really, me personally, I believe that they need to stop these churches from being nonprofits. These churches are eating, eating. They This church had the members for free build an addition onto the church for free. The material, the work. All was for free, and they are molesting these young girls, brainwashing these young girls, and um, you know, scouting for young girls and boys. It was just bad, bad, bad. I'm not gonna give y'all all the details. Head on over to Hulu and watch La La Luzdale. La La Luzdale. I don't know what the fuck it means, but it's a church based out of Mexico, but that is everywhere. Okay. Then we have. Recently, y'all, I always watch 2020, ABC 2020 on Hulu. Um, I it's, it's live on Fridays, and then they stream it on Netflix. I mean, on Netflix, Hulu the next day. Love it. So they did a uh, horror in Idaho about those students who were killed. Now, let me tell y'all this. I personally believe it's something fishy going on. I personally believe it's something fishy going on. And the reason that I say that there's something fishy going on is because that one girl waited eight hours to call the police. Eight hours. So you saw somebody in your house. And I'm not going to be like that TikTok lady that was accusing. She got sued for accusing the, the professor of killing these people. I'm not going to do that. What I am going to say is it's some sketchy shit going on that ain't making no type of sense at all. The fact that you saw a man in your house that won't post Peter, and at no point did you think to call the police until eight hours later. Eight hours later, it's blood leaking out this house, literally, and you didn't think to call the police. For eight hours. Something about that just don't sit right in my spirit. And I'm going to go ahead and say what needs to be said. If it was a black person, they ass would be in jail with his ass. And they would be fucking co-defendants. Co-conspirators, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They would be in jail. They would not understand. They talking about she was in a state of shock. 
And that's why she didn't call 911. So you telling me that, first of all, did you know they were dead in there? I watched the show, but I was still kind of lost because 2020 said they was breaking it down like the way it had never been broken before. But I was still confused because y'all still defending this girl that waited eight hours knowing somebody had broken into their house. That shit is weird to me because the very moment that you, first of all, why the fuck did he walk? You saw him and he possibly saw you. Why he didn't kill you? Why are you still alive? Something ain't right. Something is afoot and we don't know what it is. Something ain't right. And I'm believing, I'm of the belief that it's some more details that ain't came out. And the fact that this man did this to see if he could get away with it is so fucking disturbing because he was like, he had a PhD in like criminology or some shit. So the fact that he, the reasons why he did it is just disturbing. It is some sick ass people in this world, y'all. It is some real sick people in this world. <laughs> and locally, in Raleigh, North Carolina, this was something I was going to talk about weeks ago, but I've been seeing. So apparently there are people from COVID still homeless. And that is very disturbing for me because there was a woman, she has a $31,000 hotel bill. $31,000. They are trying to put together a... Um, she's standing in the stand state. They're trying to put together a um they have a not they have money set aside to give the Americans half a million dollars, twenty five hundred dollars per household to help them like get back on their feet, but they're trying to find a nonprofit to head this thing up. I ain't understanding why you didn't do that in advance. Why you ain't vetted people in advance? Because essentially what could happen is you find some company that's really not up to par and they're going to misappropriate the funds. So why is it taking y'all so long to figure out what to do? Ask Brad Favre, hell, shit, he good at dispersing his own funds, apparently. It's just, it, it just breaks my heart that so many people, and this woman says she makes $300 a week. Why in the hell is anybody in America or anywhere else making $300 a week? Do you not see the problem? Do you not understand that $20 an hour ain't shit no more? $20 an hour ain't no money. It is not any money. It is, I'm still going to struggle at $20 an hour. You can't live off of $20 an hour. You just can't. And people need to recognize that. You cannot live off of $20 an hour anymore. And the mere fact that somebody's home $300 a week and y'all don't, don't understand why she's homeless is sad. Nobody should be making that hell. My my 17-year-old daughter just got hired at Taco Bell making $13 an hour. That ain't bad for a young person with no responsibilities. Ain't nobody should be making less than $20 an hour. That's an, an adult, a grown person with bills. And the government got to do better. Half of it, they're not going to do shit because they invest in a lot of these companies. And being they invest in a lot of these companies, all they want to do is grease their own palms. That's just the reality of the situation. We had so many people at our, my job quit because they were getting 20 cent raises. Y'all got these people working every weekend and you giving them 20 cent, 30 cent. What the fuck is that? That ain't no money. And then you wonder, you wonder why shit ain't being done. I handle the claims and I see the amount of money the company puts out. And I'm like, if you pay these people more, they would care more about the job and you wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so many mistakes. It just, it's just a reality. I read a quote the other day 
I really want to try to find this because this was, where did I, where did I see it at? Did I screen grab it? Hold on, y'all. Right here. I want to read this to you guys, and I want y'all to let this sink in and let this marinate. Being good at your job often affects, attracts more work. Let me repeat that. Being good at your job often attracts more work. It's called performance punishment, and it is a dangerous game for leaders. Overworking your high performance to avoid growing your underperformance is a fast track to disaster. It breeds resentment. Good people will leave, and poor performers will not learn. Be very careful of the behaviors and standards we reward. That's some real shit. Let that sink in. That is some real shit. And it is real because good people get treated so poorly. They do. They work those people to death. And then the people that don't perform, they don't. They, first of all, a lot of times they'd be scared to ask them to do shit because they have created a hostile environment because they don't want to work. And they don't want to ask them to do shit. And they go to the ones that they know will do it. And they get them to do every single thing that the lazy motherfuckers will do. And it is a recipe for disaster. I watch that my, my current job and I make I make money. But I watched at my current job so many people that have been with a company for years quit. And when they decide to quit, they quit because they got another job. That's why they quit. They quit because they got another job. And now they want to say, what can we do to keep you? And half of the people was like, nothing. Nothing. Because what you're going to do is give me this raise that you, this cost of living raise, this real life cost of living raise that you should have given me so many years ago, but you didn't want to. So you're going to give me that. I'm going to give up this new opportunity that could materialize into something amazing to come here and work. And you are going to not value me anymore. You're not going to give me any more decent raises. This is it. This is the buck stops right there if I take that. So a lot of them just said, no, there's nothing you can do because you didn't want to do anything to keep me when I was here. So now. I don't want to take the job. And I commend those people because not only are you stepping out of your comfort zone, going into uncharted waters, you are standing up for what is right and saying no. Now you don't get to see the value in what I brought to the company. Now you don't get to um, see me for what I'm worth anymore. You don't get to do that. So I'm going to take this new opportunity. And they don't even know this new opportunity could be awful. But it's better than this old ass shit y'all been putting me through. So I'm telling you, so at least five people quit. At least five people quit. And when some of them went to places, management went to places, and they ain't even making what they were making before. They're not even making that. Oh, they eating lemonade to kind of help my voice but they're not even making what they were making. They're making less. When a when a person quit to go make less, it's personal. It's personal. And these companies don't get it. And they grease the palms of the executives. They're running around pretending. Pretending that they're doing so motherfucking much 
and they ain't doing nothing. They ain't doing shit. Anybody could do what the fuck they do. This is this how I feel. This is how I feel. Anybody can do what they do. They run around. Janae got such a hard job. Oh, I gotta go to London. Oh, I gotta go to here. And I gotta go here. I gotta go on these meetings. And they ain't doing shit for the company. Don't even, couldn't even sit in the chair of the person making $20 an hour. They couldn't even sit in that chair and do that job. But they, they a six-figure nigga by the name of Jigger. How the fuck is that even possible? And you don't value the people that you have that are busting their ass. Now, we have a new um, interim president right now. And I'm going to shout him out because let me tell you something. Brother Ben, brother Ben is the epitome of lead by example. That man get out there and do the work. Y'all hear me? Look at Netflix. Shut your ass up. Mind your business. That man get out there and do the exact work. That he expects from everybody else. And when he tell you he going to research and figure some shit out. Oh, he going to research and figure some shit out. There needs to be more leadership like him. That ain't telling their people to do it, but showing their people how to do it. He redid our entire warehouse. He lives in... I think he lives up in New York somewhere, but he's the company is based out of Canada. And this man, now I ain't gonna lie, he will get on your damn nerves because he is, um, I guess you can say like performance driven or result driven. He wanna figure out how to fix any problem. He gonna fix it, but he gonna stretch you the fuck out because he gonna do his part, but he'll expect you to do your part. So, you don't often find presidents that will get in the warehouse and work. You don't often find presidents that will sit down with their employees on every team and say, let's figure out how to make this shit better. Let's figure this shit out. You don't find that. So I send a shout out to him because his work ethic is unmatched. I ain't never seen no shit like it in my life. So they do exist. They do exist. But brother, I'm going to need you to give me a little more money. You got me? I'm going to need you to give me a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. That's all. It's a little bit. I appreciate you. But did y'all see that Mike Tyson created some weed gummies that are 100 milligrams of a bit near? Now, Mike, you was out of control for that. Because what? And Evander didn't like it at first. Evander was like, bitch, are you trying to play me? Could you be my mother? Yeah. But then somehow, Mike and him, I guess, had a little one, two, one, two. And he's capitalizing off of it too. So, <laughs> can I get a half a bit in your gummy, please? Can I? Can I? <laughs> can I try it? Can I try it? Yes, honey. A hundred milligram. You're gummy. Here, gummy. Yes. So let's get into the topic, y'all. We done talk about everything. Let's get into the topic of procrastination. So the last episode was called Eating the Frog. And that was based off of um, a book that I'm reading. This book is what I'm reading. And it's taking me a minute because I got to go back and read some things and jot down some things. You probably can't see, but this is really my room. I'm in the process of kind of like redoing it. And I don't know why, because I'm moving in June. But trying to create a, like a spa type environment. However, I have whiteboards 
all over my room. If you see that, these are white boys. And I have one that sits over here. And this is something super personal to me. And I've been trying to let y'all in. Procrastination is my best friend. We've been together for years. We've been in a relationship, an intimate relationship for a very long time. So let's write this right here. Give me one second. Well, I feel like I'm spelling procrastination so wrong, and it's clearly on this damn book. Let's see here. So, I want to be able to tell y'all exactly how to get to this portion of the video. So we're about five minutes in. Okay. So as I was saying, me and procrastinating have been best friends. We have been in a long-term relationship. We ain't best friends. We love us, baby. At this point, me and procrastination are lovers. We've been in this related this toxic ass relationship for many, many years. Like it probably started in elementary. And we about to dive into this shit. So I am severely ADHD. When I say severely, I mean severely. Um, I can't stop my mind from thinking. I can't stop my mind from um, just going. I'm always having different thoughts. Um, and so I have these whiteboards. And I jot down the things that I want to do, where I want to be, you know, all the my visions, my dreams, my goals. I jot them down. I journal a lot. Um, but I probably, and I don't recommend medication because I've been on medicine and I definitely did not like the way it made me feel. So I was like, mm -mm. but I should have, there should have been things for me done as a child but my parents did the best they could so I don't hold that against them but there was no ADD ADHD when I was a kid I never heard of this shit until I had kids or my friends had kids and my kids were never like ADD they were like or they were never ADHD so I can't say I'm ADHD I think I'm just ADD so I have a very short attention span. I lose interest in shit super easy. Um, it's hard for me to focus on any one thing because I can't. I don't know how to clear my mind and focus on this one thing. I'm super impulsive. Um, if it's something I want to do, I'm going to do it right then and there. And I'm going to go full steam ahead. And then I get about halfway through and... I struggle. I struggle to believe that I am capable of creating something amazing because it's like, damn, you know, I don't have education. It's all these things just go through my mind, you know. Um, what if I say a word wrong? And I'm smart, y'all. I'm smart. I don't like math, but I'm still smart. I'm a fluent reader. I, I spell very well other than procrastination. <laughs> but I struggle with this, and I pass a lot of this on to my kids, procrastinating. Um, I always told myself I procrastinated because I work better under pressure, and I do. <laughs> you can best believe I'm going to pull shit together when that needs to be pulled together, but it's overwhelming because I should be able to just clear my mind. So I was put on Adderall. Maybe a year or two ago, y'all. 
And I've probably taken maybe five of those pills because I did not like the way it made me feel. Like it was like I was hyper focused and I was unable to calm down. It was like I was just zoned in, kind of like zombie like, but then like on speed at the same time. So I was just running around doing everything. Like it was just ridiculous. I was cleaning and then I was working on this and I'm on the computer. And I get overwhelmed. It's so hard to explain what I really deal with, but I'm going to try. So I get overwhelmed um, because, like, I may say, okay, I want to do a podcast. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy talking about this. But then I get in my own head and I'm like, okay, how am I going to execute it? So then I start researching and trying to find platforms and this, that, and the third. And then I'm worried about, my background. I'm, I'm just worried about all these different things. And I'm worrying about people enjoying my content. I'm worrying about what I'm going to talk. It's just all these things that start overwhelming me. And then my energy just tanks. So I go from high energy because I really like to vibrate high and enjoy life. So I'll go from high energy and thinking about it. And I got all my thoughts down and so forth and so on. And then it, it's like I'm trying to control the environment so much that it just tanks my energy. And I'm like stuck in this where do I begin phase? Like, how do I do this? How do I execute this? How do I make it perfect? I'm a perfectionist with ADD and it's really overwhelming 99% of the time. So what I do is I climb in my bed. I climb in my bed. And it's this is an intimate thing for me, y'all, because I'm I really struggle with procrastinating. And it's not that I'm lazy. I'm far from lazy. I'll outwork the average person, okay? Physically, mentally, emotionally, fucking whatever it is. I'm a hard worker. Um, but I'll climb in my bed because I'm like, I can't clear my mind. I can't stop thinking about all the other things that I got to do. I need to make candles. I need to figure out and make some more yummy steaming blends. I need to work on my website. I need to do, it's, it's just always, I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's like, how do I balance that? So I'm on live one day on TikTok. And I like TikTok because I don't have to be perfect. That's why I like TikTok. I hate Instagram because it's like, I'm not a perfect person. I struggle to make you, I, I can't make you believe that I'm perfect because I'm not. I can't make you believe that I have all my shit together because I don't. And that's just pretending and I fucking suck at pretending. Um, so I climb in my bed. So I, do, I climb in this bed you see back here that I'm working on. I climb in it. That's what I do. And I try to restart another day. And nothing happens. I don't get to restart. So I'm on TikTok live and someone said, read this book. Eat the frog. Read this book. And the truth about this book is it's just more helpful tools to help you not procrastinate. They give you all this information to help you not procrastinate. But when you don't, or you struggle to clear your mind, and write down your goals. It's like another tip for how do we really make it work? So we're gonna do it together. Work on the procrastinating, the lack thereof, and the stopping of the procrastination together. So eating the frog is really a book about doing the hardest thing that you need to get done first. That's what it's about, doing that thing first. So the first thing, rule of eating the frog is if you have to eat two frogs, eat the ugliest frog first. So when I sit down, I think about what it is that I want to do. Where is my notebook? I bet you I ain't got it. I don't want to get up, guys, but I must.
So let's see where did I add. I have wrote some things now. So they tell you to write down 10 things, a list of 10 things, 10 things that you want to do. That's what they tell you to do. Write down 10 things you want to do. So my 10 things being totally transparent is my, and, and these are not, you write them all down and then you look and you decide what is it that you want to do like things that you want you need to get done first what is first that you need to get done or um you start with the biggest hardest and most important task first so my 10 goals are earn at least earn at least at least 200k by the end of 2020 Eat healthy, diet, and drink more water within the next three months. So by April the 23rd, I need to be eating healthier, back on my plant-based eating. Um, and by April the 23rd, that's after my 44th birthday, I need to be there. I want my candle business to be successful. Um, I enjoy making candles. I love making candles. I'm great at making candles. So I want to... Um, really figure out where I fall in that niche, like figure out how to promote them and how to get them in front of people. I want to start doing maybe like going to uh, flea markets. <coughs> um, I want to start going to flea markets or like vendor events. So that's one of the things I want to do. And that's going to help me make more money and help me get to this 200k mark I want to get to, we'll say 150, we'll fall in the middle. Be a successful yoga teacher, y'all. I am a yoga teacher. I was trained to be a yoga teacher back in October of last year, um, but I've struggled to teach a yoga class. Um, and a lot of that is because I'm struggling to create my flow, my sequence, and see where I want to be. I love a Zen yoga Um I'm not really interested in the power yoga, but that's what I was trained in. But they really didn't teach us how to create a sequence. So I'm really trying to um, start teaching yoga, which is extra income to get me to that 150K threshold that I'm trying to get to. Host successful retreats. I love the holistic living. This is number five. I love holistic, uh, holistic lifestyle. Um, my first successful business was only steaming. Um, I'm so heartbroken because I had to relocate and I lost all of my clientele and I've still struggled to try to figure out how to reincorporate all of this. So I would love to be able to incorporate yoga, yoni steaming and candle making as a whole. Um, so that also will help get me to that threshold of money that I want to make. I love bringing women together. I used to host events and bring women together. And I really enjoy it. So I really want to um, start back uh, hosting events. But I want to do it on a larger scale. So these are, are that's goal number five. Travel the world, host retreats is similar to number five. That's number six. I really want to travel um, the world. I want to start making and networking and making these connections with people, like-minded people, people in the holistic world, so I can be motivated to do all these things because they all kind of coincide, you know. Um, I'm the owner of a beautiful, because when you're doing this now, let me say this, you got to say it as if it's already yours. You got to speak life into it. So I'm the owner of a beautiful 4,000 square foot home on six acres at least. So that's my goal. I want to have a beautiful home for me and my children. Um, I want to buy a house within the next year. I'm waiting for the market to kind of balance out the rates to drop and it to not be a seller's market and be more of a buyer's market. So just kind of waiting out that time um, for everything to come together. So I want to own a beautiful home. I don't want a brand new build. I would take a brand new build, 
but I want an older bill that has already started with some innovations. And I want to be able to come in and me and my kids do these upgrades ourselves. I think it will be a fun, fun project. And I want us to create a garden. Um, I don't want to have a farm, but I would love to have a garden. And, you know, one of the things that I really have thought about getting into is um, being a florist part-time. I grew up in that industry from my dad. And for whatever reason, it's calling me. I don't know why it's calling me, but it is. And I don't take lightly to things that download. I, I think about them and I, and, I tr and I try to jump on them. Anything that I see that I enjoy, I try to jump into that and, and see where it leads me because I feel like there's a reason that I'm feeling that feeling. Okay. So that's one of the things I want to do. That's number seven. Um, uh, be a successful Reiki practitioner. I'm trained in Reiki. I love Reiki. It works. Um, but I have struggled to figure out. I'm, all of these things coincide together. If you look at all the things I want to be doing, they kind of coincide and they come together as a whole. So I really, really, really want to... Um, start incorporating my Reiki and doing more Reiki. So I said I was going to sit down and, and try to find a place where I can do Reiki and maybe find me a mentor. I didn't add that to my list, but that is one of my things is to find me a mentor, a business mentor, um, somebody that can help me work on uh, my goals and getting to the next level. Uh, number nine, I have, I have, I have a great credit score. Um, I want my credit score to be at least to 800. Um, I'm working on that. Um, and I already know what I need to do to get it there. I have been working on my credit. And once you start deleting old history, it kind of will drop your score a lot. So I'm really trying to rebuild my credit and get it to where it needs to be. Uh, so I'm in a position to purchase the home that I want to purchase. And just continuing to pay my bills on time. I have this one credit card, y'all, that I always forget just being totally transparent because I don't really use it like that. And what will happen is they, I'm, I plan on closing that card. But what will happen is, like, I won't, I have a zero balance. This is how they got me. I had a zero balance. And um, they charged me a monthly fee. I'm like, a monthly fucking fee? So I didn't know they charged me the monthly fee. And I didn't pay the monthly fee on time. And they get me like this every freaking time. And I end up getting a late fee. So I'm working on just all my cards are on auto pay. Um, but that one. And that one wasn't because I never really used it. So now I'm working to really, really, really um, just make sure that I don't forget about those things. Um, and again, y'all, I'm ADD. So I struggle. Those are my 10 goals. I struggle with um, just remembering things and writing things down. And I have a calendar and I have this calendar and then that calendar will just get set aside because it's like overwhelming for me to look at certain things. And, and I don't like to be overwhelmed. So it's a struggle for me a lot of the times uh, to not procrastinate. Um, and this book says for you to develop healthy addictions um, and that you want to be um, selective. So I got to look at my frogs. I got 10 of them bitches that I got to eat, right? I got 10 frogs I need to eat. This is how I'm looking at it. So what frog do I need to eat first? So to me, the biggest frog is making more money and buying a home. Those are my two biggest goals that I have for the next six months to a year. So I got to figure out how do I make more money? How, what, what can I do to start making money doing what I love? I don't want to pick up a second job because I have too much training under my belt to really go out here and say, oh, I want to pick up a part-time at Starbucks. I'm not opposed to that or too good for that. But why should I do that when I have so many talents that I need to start utilizing? So I'm really working on just 
promoting myself and starting to look for places where I can do these things and focusing on finding me a mentor. So I think that's the biggest goal for me now is to kind of find me a holistic mentor that can help me promote myself, help me promote my businesses and start doing certain things um, mobily. Like I, I want to, biggest thing is starting to network and just start surrounding myself around like-minded people that are interested in creating some of the th- same things that I'm interested in creating. So that's one of my goals right now is getting to the other side. And I think my biggest fault is um, first things first to start making more money. That's my biggest goal. That's my frog that I'm eating is making more money. So we're going to focus on actually creating a yoga class. I don't know where I'm going to teach this class at because I've tried to find a black yoga studio and that just doesn't exist. Um, and honestly, I want to create my own. So here we have it. That's my frog. That's my procrastination. That's my transparency saying to y'all that these are the things that I struggle with. And I know so many people struggle with this. This is going to be an entire series on procrastinating. And you guys following me in this journey of eating these frogs and changing my life um, for the better. So there, there you have it. So we're going to end this segment with another affirmation call y'all we gotta get some more i have a stack of these somewhere but i really think my daughter has some so we're gonna take the one that fell which is love oh you see it love let's read it love is many splendid things is let me start over love is many splendid thing is a mini splendor thing. I ain't got glasses. Today I will notice and appreciate at least three of those splendors, like the fact that puppies make me feel like a parent or a surge of self-congratulation I feel when I sink a three-point trash basket shot on the first try. Or how about the chills I get while singing along to What's my favorite song right now? This Beyonce song that's all over the internet. Oh, I can't think of it, but yes, that's my, that's what I'm singing along to. So love is amazing. Uh, it is an amazing feeling. And we need to be open to love. Um, and that ain't just in a relationship. That's just in any type of situation. Just be open to loving other people and having people love you in return. It is such an amazing uh, life to live, to just be able to love and to give love and to feel love. So again, to all my procrastinators, I see you. You are doing an amazing job. If you battle ADD severely like I do and you can't shut your mind off, we're going to figure this thing out together. So I love y'all. And until next time, Have an amazing week. See you next Sunday.